It's at Young Korea, Arriva Derchi, Italy, as the Vitality Hockey World Cup enters the quarterfinal stage. You're there with the World Cup Daily. Yes, 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 you are with the World Cup Daily, talking all things Vitality Hockey World Cup from Lee Valley in London. My name is Matt Allen, and my co-host across the desk is Mr. John Lee. John, enjoying the hockey? Oh, is, is the alarm gone off yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving the hockey. Um, it's a bit of the late, late show, isn't it, for us here at the moment? Oh, well, uh, yeah, the, the 8.15 starts are a 3.15 a.m. start for us. It's uh, done some interesting things to my lifestyle, this has. <laughs> now, of course, this is show number 12 of the World Cup Daily, brought to you by the Reverse Stick Global Hockey Podcast and the Hockey Family. And it would make it day 11, then? Day 10 of competition, day 11 coming up. Haven't we had only... OK, I'll take your word for it. Good. We've, we've Somebody might pick me up on that. Namisha, are you listening? We should get to the action straight up because it was a really uh, interesting and at times controversial couple of games that we had. First up, Italy took on India. Unfortunately, the fairy tales ended for the Italians. They went down 3-0, uh, but it must be said they uh, they went down fighting and they they didn't go down with their tails between their legs and they can be extremely proud of the efforts they've put in at this World Cup. Oh yeah, the, fi- the finest performance um, for an Italian team on the international stage, absolutely no doubt to that, to that at all, is there? And of course the Indians uh, were 3-0 winners, as you said, the goals coming from La Remsiami, um, Vandana Kataria and Niha Goyal um, and uh, yeah, the 3-0 win took them over the line. It was sad to say goodbye to the Italians because they brought a nice flavour to the cup and it was great to see them succeed and, and get to that stage um, but the Indians march on to the quarter final what was the, uh, the the stats on that one John? The stats there well they, they lend themselves to an Indian win uh, 21 circle entries to 11 India uh, they also led on the shots on target 15 to 4 uh, penalty corners 6 to 1 uh, so they, they certainly had far more attacking opportunities and and deserved the three goals they scored. It would have been nice to see Italy just try and pull one back, um, but they couldn't manage to do it. They tried. They were they were trying to score and win goals. They weren't just trying to sit back and and try and pinch the game. Well, we did manage to catch up with Lara Oviedo after the game, and uh, yeah, let's hear from Lara. We were a little bit angry because uh, we couldn't do better, um, but we didn't play, uh, we couldn't find our our game and that's uh, that's the thing that make me like a little bit sad or angry. Of course Italy go home, India have a day's rest before they then take on Ireland tomorrow in the quarter final. Geez that's going to be a cracker game isn't it and, a, and obviously a repeat of the, the group game early on. Look I, I was a bit worried about India leading into this or into this tournament after the first couple of games of course they've had the all the stuff going on with coaches being swapped left right and centre and after the performances they put on at the Gold Coast I was expecting a lot and we didn't see that from India in their first couple of games but I thought in this game they came together nicely and I think they've found an absolute jet too in uh, young Lalaram Sami she, uh, she's a fair player and she won player of the tournament she, and player, player, player of the match, match yeah, yeah. 
has got a bit, a bit of a way to go before she wins the big one. But. Of course, in the group stage, India had two draws and that defeat to Ireland, the Anna O'Flanagan goal, the difference between the two sides there, and that was a very tight encounter. Yeah. I expect we're going to see much more of the same. Um, well, you know, I think Ireland might throw a little bit more caution to the wind with it, though. I think they're going to have to because the Indians do defend very well at the moment. They've, they've got a good defence and, and they work hard for each other as well, which makes a world of difference. And, you know, you've got to give credit to Sean Morania. Uh, he, he's been copying a lot of criticism over what happened with the men's team and there was a lot of doubters, some may say including me, about his ability to, you know, get these girls to continue the path that they were obviously un, under with uh, Harendra. But, you know, he's he's done well and he's got them ticking at the right time. And he seems to have a smile on his face on all the images that we see around and about now, India. Um, so that's four games they've played and in those four games they've scored five conceded three yeah so pretty tight like you said way back you know defences win tournaments they do next up uh, and an interesting game for perhaps reasons that we don't want to be talking about England got over the top of Korea 2-0 now before the game everybody thought that England was going to walk all over Korea in this particular match me me included yeah and I I called a 5 or 6 nil win yesterday and many did uh, publicly on Twitters and stuff saying oh we're England by five or a cricket score or, but to the credit of the South Koreans they played a ripping game and best game in the tournament for them oh undoubtedly and the, and once again although you look at the stats yes you can you can probably make the argument that to a degree they were sitting back and just defend 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 but um, they they still did a fair bit of attacking when they could and certainly in the last five minutes of the game they had several opportunities to equalise couldn't capitalise on those chances and, you know, England go down the other end and pot one and game over. And of course that goal was scored by Lily Owsley and Teo from the hockey family was on the ground having a chat with Lily. The Koreans seem to have a game plan quite similar to the Irish. <laughs> Defend day, counter, how do you feel England dealt with that today? Yeah, we knew it was coming. Um, funny you say that, our um, game plan was very similar <laughs> in both games. They um, attack down the channel, they leave the help side open and and we really look to exploit that. Um, they've got a very good aerial. Um, every time that aerial comes over, it's very, we're very reliant on our defenders to make that trap. And um, kudos to our defence. They trapped every single one of those aerials that came over. So with, a solid, with solid defenders behind us, you know, it was built a good framework for us to be able to just play our game and attack. We talked about those overheads, aerials, whatever you call them in your part of the world, um, from the Koreans, and it's obviously a, a tactic that they like to employ. Only one penalty corner in the game, though, John. Very interesting, that. There probably could have been a couple more penalty corners given, but they ended up being goals. Um, yeah, one penalty corner, 20 circle in- entries to uh, England. Only six listed on the Korean side of things. I've, I'd love to go back at the tape again and watch that. It says they had four in the in the last quarter. You know, they, they really tested England in the last part of that quarter. I'm sure they had more than four circle entries. But I think basically as a as a scale of how things were, it's probably correct. Yeah. Um, shots on target, 13 to 5 in favour of England. And, you know, 58% of the possession went England's way. Now, a couple of controversial moments with the goal. I don't Goals, we don't really need to get into those. Get onto Twitter and have a look at some of the commentary <laughs> that's on there. Might bit of it be a bit of uh, entertainment for you. Of course, whilst you're on Twitter, give the reverse sticker like. Likewise, with Instagram and Facebook, you'll find us on all the socials. You can engage with us on there, all at the reverse stick. And, of course, check out the hockeyfamily.com website and 
Twitter, Facegram, Facegram, I've said it again, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook and Twitter, all at the Hockey Family. I think we're going to have to start up a new social media platform. What? Facegram. Facegram? Yeah. Oh, someone's probably already <laughs> onto it, mate. Um, but what we will say is, um, you know, it's one thing to have a, have a crack at specific decisions and argue the the merits of whether a specific decision was right or wrong but once you start getting into conspiracies about Asian hockey and favouring Europeans etc etc you know the, the um, one of the umpires was from Japan the other one was from New Zealand and the video umpire was American and you know if if the fix is on you've got to have those people involved you'd also have to have the players involved I mean, it's just such a ludicrous idea. It's By a, all means, yeah. question individual decisions, but, you know, leave it at that. And look, it's a very long bow to draw to oh, consider shit. any kind of conspiracy. There'll be human error, absolutely. But conspiracy? No. Well, uh, basically what you're saying is that England lay down so that the game would end in controversial circumstances and they could fix the result. Because everybody thought they were going to win by five or six. Now, we did get a couple of grabs from Captain Fantastic of England, Alex Danson, who was there with Teo. Good performance tonight. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, really delighted. Very professional performance. Um, uh, team stuck to game plan and really, really happy to progress through to the next round. What was the game plan? Uh, so, as we knew that uh, Korea would be a... A, a team that would play through the zone uh, or through the channel so we just wanted to make sure we played what we saw go through the lines uh, take opportunities on the counter when they came so yeah we were really pleased with tonight and of course a nice big crowd there and they look forward to a quarter final at the later time again on tomorrow night yeah so 8.15 yeah. it's 15 minutes later than normal obviously in case it goes to a shootout give them a little bit of time in the early game to now that switched around that fixture didn't, didn't no, that's, it no that's that's the uh, yeah the Ireland England fixture the Ireland uh, India game was originally the, the later late game, game yeah. but they've uh, for whatever reasons they've chosen uh, broadcast reasons apparently it's got something to do with broadcast so they've they made the England the late game so um, yeah last minute change well a couple of days ago I think the change was made yeah. but no one seems to be terribly upset by it no I just wonder how that how'd they go with ticketing though well that was what, that was my question about to say to you there yeah you'd have to just swap the tickets you'd have to say if you got a ticket for the late game you're actually going to the early game yeah I've seen various bits about the tickets some people delighted that they've got 11 pound tickets and a pound for the kids to get in and others when they've tried to get a, a ticket fairly late on to get into a game with a, a, a relatively empty stadium on the crossovers that was they were looking for 60, 66 pounds a ticket I believe so. and that is the problem with hockey that it, great crowds when England's playing and, and some good crowds when teams like the Netherlands, uh, Netherlands and, yeah. I, and Ireland have been yeah. playing but um, you know how do we get more people to the stadiums it's you know, it's about talking hockey people into going to That's these right. events not, not trying to drag people in who've got no knowledge or interest in the game yeah it's school holidays there at the moment so it's hard uh, to get those school groups yeah, in yeah that's true uh, yeah Okay, well, that's those two games done and dusted. That so that's leaves it. us with the quarterfinals. Yeah, that's the eight end, end of the playoffs. Eight remain. Let's have a look at those semi-finals, shall we? Well, that's, we've got, got them coming up tonight, haven't we? So the we're first game to. is at six o'clock. Six o'clock local, local time. time. Yep, which is actually one o'clock for us in the morning, by the way. Just quietly set your alarms. Germany versus Spain. It's going to be a very good game, I think. Well, they they know each other very well. They played a lot of hockey against each other. Um, I understand that 
Um, some of the coaching staff of one of those nations has uh, had that fixture set and the prep has been done way ahead of time. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, you could you could argue traditionally Germans love defending and traditionally the Spanish love attacking. Now, the Germans have obviously added some fantastic firepower up front there. They've got some very, very good forwards. They're no longer the, that Dowan German national team that I would have grown up watching. Um, no, who, and, who's and likewise, a, Spain. Their defence has, has tightened up as the tournament's gone along. So, yeah, um, Husser and um, Stappenhorst, very oh, competent in, in front of goal for the Germans. Now, of course, don't forget, they won all three of their pool games, mm. um, which is no mean feat in this competition. And, and they're all tough games. They, they weren't going in there and just flogging teams. They, of the first game, they won 3-0. But after that, they had to fight for their goals. So they've they've had a good preparation, I think, the Germans. Yeah, well, this is it. They've had contest all all the way. You know, maybe not so much in that South Africa game on on the opening one, but you know, everyone was finding their feet at that early stage. Yeah, when they? they've had a good long break, and obviously a longer break um, than their opponent Spain, who played the shootout um, in their crossover game. And uh, so, do you think the the stress and strain on the body will toll on the the Spaniards no. or? They're no, going to be no, no. ready to go. They've had the they've had the, the day's break and well, ready they, for action. They play ten minutes less than they used to, and there's no extra time. So fatigue is no longer really an issue unless you're talking about the, the gaps between games and teams being given equal opportunity to have a rest. Well, do you think it, do you think it can be to the detriment of Germany then that they have had such a long break going into their quarter final? Sometimes it is. We we see teams that say in our own final series you'll hear some people say, I prefer to play every week. Yeah. I don't like having that week off. You win a semi-final and you have a week off and go to a grand final. They don't like that because they like the continuity of hockey. So yeah, I think but that, it becomes an individual that, thing. Yeah, but that's also the thing that you say when you, you don't go direct to the grand final. <laughs> you go, oh, no, I, I prefer to uh, have a game every week with it. <laughs> no prelims here, though, unfortunately. There's, there's no second chances from now on. Knock out, knock out, knock out. It is. Who, who do you tip there? Heart, heart's going with Spain. Um, But uh, yeah, the the Germans—they've been very efficient. They are. They're good at that. Um, Look, I'm tipping Spain because I have been all uh, all tournament, but Germany are going to be hard, hard to beat. Now, the winner of that game will obviously goes automatically through to the semi-final, where they will meet the winner of the Ireland and India game. Okay, so there's. uh, it's a good pass there. Huge opportunity, yeah, a huge exactly. opportunity. That's the open side of the draw, really. Isn't yeah. It? Next up tonight, in oh, this is this could be a cracking game because these two teams have a bit of history and as, certainly at top level competitions at the pointy end. It's Australia versus Argentina. It's at eight fifteen p.m. London time. Australia went through automatically into the quarterfinal spot. They had two draws and a win in the group. Uh, didn't score a lot of goals, um, but they've just quietly gone about the business and find themselves in a quarterfinal. Um, whereas, you know, we were thinking they were going to be tested a lot, lot more by New Zealand within that group. New Zealand have gone home. Australia are still there. Yeah, uh, look, this is this is very much a developing Australian side too. Um, in the last few months, they've lost a lot of key yeah. key players. 
from that that many expected would be at this World Cup and playing well. I see that Kalendi Comerford is out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's, she's out of she's the tournament, gone. isn't yeah. she? Yeah, and they can't replace her at this stage? Or I they... think it might be a bit too late, but Tammy Stanley did say, uh, the FIH technical delegate for the tournament the other day, that there is um, opportunity for you to replace players, but I'm not sure at which stage. Oh, you can okay. replace up to two, but you need the OK of the uh, CEO. Uh, Thierry, I haven't spotted him yet there on the on the screen. Do you, do you well, know if I've he's there in no London? One, I've I heard someone mention that there's not very many FIH people there as such. Of course, you've got all the technical officials, yeah. and that sort of stuff. But as far as the the, the usual bandwagon, there's uh, they're not there. Are we expecting Dr. Bactra to fly into for the uh, the finals on on Sunday for a women's tournament? Oh, it's not in India, is it? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> we should after that <laughs> comment. Um, Yes, where are we? Australia versus Argentina. Uh, look, as mentioned, there's some terrific rivalry there. You know, gold medal games at Olympics and things like that. Uh, World Cup victories over each other. It's uh, it's going to be a cracker. Jody Kenny versus Delfina Marino. That's going to be the big test, I think, and that's going to be the big clash. And, and uh, whoever wins out on that contest, they're going to win have the they, game. Have they taken something out of the men's, the Kookaburras playbook? Because Jodie Kenny seems as though she's playing a remarkably similar role to what Mark Knowles did. Well, she has, she has the ability to do it. Well, she plays a Jodie Kenny role, doesn't yeah, she? Well, yeah, well, uh, yes, she does. I mean, and, and that's going to be um, hard for the Argentinians to break down because they like to run and stun and carry the ball and Jody Kenny likes to let players do that and sit at the back and wait for them to pick them off. Pick them off, that's it. Well, you know, we saw the Argentinians the other day. How many chances? How many shots on goal? Yeah, How many circle penetrations? For zip. And they are coming up against one of the best goalies going around. Oh, Rachel Lynch is superb, and I tell you what, if it goes to a shootout, I know who my money would be on. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Tip there? Well, we sort of, well, I sort of have to go for Australia, because I'm Australian. Yeah, and, I'd uh, be hungry on a quarter if I didn't. Me too, mate. I've had the passport for seven, eight years. You had the surgery, didn't you? I did. Yeah, good work. Uh, so, some two graphic, cra- two crapping games. The two cracky <laughs> games coming up tonight. Do we leave that one in? Yeah, leave it in okay. there. No, oh. looking looking forward to it, mate. This is it. This is you know the winner winners of these two games are there into the semi-finals. Now, of course, the winner of Australia Argentina they will meet the winner of the Netherlands and England, who play tomorrow night. And and those that even more hockey to look forward to God, and set yeah. the alarm clock for. I'm, I'm going to sleep for about four days after this tournament. I yeah, think. don't worry. We're fine when it comes to the weekend, though, mate. The games are a little bit earlier. They are so. this weekend, yeah, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, and that'll be great because play Saturday afternoon, couple of quick carbo loads, and back home to watch the World Cup. Can't wait. Now, don't forget to follow us on the socials. You'll find us on Twitter and Instagram at The Reverse Stick, where you can get involved on the polls. Let us know who you think is going to win the games over the quarterfinals. And uh, join us again tomorrow for show number 13. Not many to go now, mate. We hope you've been enjoying the World Cup Daily podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, yeah, give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. Do you want to see it again? Is it something that we should consider doing for the Men's World Cup later in the year from BBI in India? I think so, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And thanks to everybody for their support too on the social medias and all the rest of that stuff. Tansy. The working party's underway. We're going to get rid of the shuttle.
John, I see no reason to change your decision.